bonus episode for the bonus podcast. Sometimes I I do something different or experimental, just something that I might not do on the public podcast. And this this episode, this bonus episode falls into the category of personal. So I'm going to share with you something personal, which I'm not sure if it'd be a good fit on the public podcast. And what I'm going to share with you is why I don't drink alcohol. And I've never drunk alcohol before. I've never been buzzed. I've never been drunk. <laughs> and I think I basically have mentioned that on the public podcast that I don't drink and never have. But I've never explained it. <laughs> now, don't worry. I'm not going to ramble on about all my reasons. But instead, I'm going to read you a story. I wrote this story in my first year of college. So I was either 17 or 18 years old. And it was in the freshman writing class. I don't remember what the exact assignment was must have been something like tell something personal about yourself in a creative way. So I decided to write about why I don't drink alcohol. But my creative method was to put that into a partially fictionalized story try to make it a little more interesting. So the setting of the story is a courtroom that is inside my brain. My brain is trying to decide if I should accept an alcoholic drink from another person at this specific moment. In in this courtroom inside my brain, there's two attorneys and there's a judge. The prosecuting attorney is my it. So the it usually represents impulsive behavior. So my it is the prosecuting attorney. And of course, my it is arguing for me to take the alcoholic drink and drink it. The defense attorney is my superego. And I, as far as I remember, the superego is supposed to represent your, your rational side or your, your do-good side, something like that. So, of course, my superego is arguing for me not to take the alcoholic drink. And then 
and the judge in the case is my ego. And I think the ego is supposed to be the, the balance that you have between your id and your superego. So this is the story. What is also sort of funny about this is that we were also told to not use our real names for the when we pass in the story. So I used my middle name. So that worked out pretty good. So you'll hear Harris in the story. Alright, here I go. The title of this story is It's a Long Story. Now in session, all rise. The Honorable Judge Eco presiding echoed the bailiff. Both parties arose respectively. Judge Eco strode up to his bench and slowly lowered himself into his chair. Please be seated, he said in a placid tone. The room contained one large oak bench where the judge was stationed. The prosecutor and defense each had a small wooden table and a wooden armless chair that made a distinctive scraping noise every time they stood up or sat down. There didn't seem to be any walls or a ceiling, just a soft, pulsing membrane with hanging tendrils surrounding them. The membrane glistened as the moisture exuded from its convoluted surface. Occasionally, a crackling noise paired with a bright flash sparked off the membrane. No one paid any attention to this befitting, strange environment. The occupants spent more time in this so-called resolution room than there were stars in the sky. After all, this room was their life. Judge Eco leaned backwards and darted his eyes back and forth while speaking to the prosecution in defense. Gentlemen, I'm sure you can guess what this is about. Being this a weekend, this is the tenth time we've assembled for this particular subject. I'm sure you both are getting tired of this subject, but you did decide to go to a very large undergraduate university that has lots of parties. You knew its reputation, so the least we can do is our respective job. Well, it seems our boy here is here, is at another frat party. He's being handed a beer. Our task is to relay a decision to him as to whether he should accept it or not. Judge Eco nodded in the direction of the prosecutor. It, you will present your case first. I ask, please, that you don't stray from the subject. Use inappropriate language or behavior. And please, no comments.
questions about the defense's mother this time. Eve nodded in agreement, but made a nasty gesture underneath the table. It rose, putting extra effort into forcing his chair to scrape loudly. He approached the front of the bench with his hands folded behind him and his head lowered. His narrow face always had a mischievous smirk placed on it. With one hand, it stroked his small goatee beard and peered through his beady eyes at the defense. Harris should be allowed to loosen up a little, to have an innocent beer now and then. Maybe a couple beers, or maybe even a few beers might do him even better. Even a shot of rum. Maybe you can have some pot, some ash, a couple amphetamines, some cocaine. It quickly realized he was getting out of hand and not helping his case any. He continued on a more level track. Everybody around Harris is drinking and partying it up. So why shouldn't he be able to? He'll feel out of place if he doesn't drink. He'll feel like an outcast. He'll feel like a mint tic-tac buried deep in a pile of horse manure. Judge Eagle raised an eyebrow at the analogy. One drink, just one drink, it would help him blend in, feel more natural. After this one drink, he can quit. A lot of people drink this way. It truly wanted to win this one, even though he had never won a drinking argument. But in this moment, Harris was being handed a Corona beer, and that is some expensive stuff. It continued with newfound motivation. Everyone at the university drinks, students and teachers alike. Presidents and famous leaders drink alcohol, and they handled it well. It is a universally accepted habit. Those who don't drink at all are seen as wimpy and afraid. Drinking can help one loosen up, relax, have a good time. All this from one object is not a bad habit, but a privilege. It allowed the word privilege to echo in their heads as he made his way back to his seat. Judge Eco clasped his hands together and called the defense. Super Eco, you may present your case now. Super Eco rose, taking care not to scrape his chair. He strode up to the front of the bench as it glared at him through demonic eyes. Super Eco turned in the direction of it and commented, Excellent presentation of your case. Very commendable. It stuck his finger into his own open mouth and made a gagging gesture. Super Eco was unfazed and went on with his presentation. There are many reasons why 
touch on each lightly, taking care not to waste your honor's precious time. A muffled butt kisser was heard from the prosecutor's desk. Super Ego continued. Harris is paying for his entire education himself, hoping to continue into graduate school for an additional four years. Financially, he can't afford to support a drinking habit. Often, students complain that they spend their last dollar on booze. He also holds down three jobs to help pay his way through college, and he can't blow money or dime on getting drunk. From an academic standpoint, drinking would prove very detrimental. Harris is carrying 20 credits, and time is precious. To go to parties provides a good release of tension, but when he gets home or wakes up the next morning, he needs to be in top shape to study. Alcohol causes permanent brain cell damage, loss of memory, confusion, and hallucinations. In the heart, alcohol can cause high blood pressure and heart failure. Alcohol also causes severe damage to the lungs, the liver, the stomach, pancreas, muscles, and intestines. In addition to all this, it is high in calories and carbohydrates with little to no nutritional value resulting in excess weight gain. Genetic. A sudden thud interrupted his sentence. Judge Ego and Super Ego spun their heads towards the prosecutor it. Its head was face down on his desk and his arms dangled to the floor. A loud, fake snore erupted from his mouth and drool trickled out of the side. Judge Eco leaned back and silently nodded his head in dismay. Super Eco ignored it and continued with his case. As I was saying, genetic research has been done that shows a strong correlation that alcoholism is hereditary. Many of Harris's family members have had problems with drinking alcohol. Harris may not genetically be able to handle alcohol, and so some of his family members are an example of what could happen if he does start with that one beer. Super Ego paused for effect and paced the floor slowly. It was presently sprawled across his desk, on his back. His arms and legs hung off the sides. A large fake knife protruded from his chest, surrounded by fake blood. A note was taped to the handle of the knife that read, Killed by Boredom. A stifled snicker erupted from the lips of it. The room 
suddenly lit up with bright flashes and loud crackling noises that came off the surrounding membrane. The pulsing of the membrane surface increased rapidly. All three parties frantically looked at the new excited activity of their encasement. Sorry to do this to you, Super Ego, Judge Ego said. But I'm going to have to ask you to wrap up your case soon. We need a decision quick. Harris's neurons are firing rapidly, and he's searching for a decision. Sorry, Your Honor, will do. Agreed, Super Ego. To finish my point, to this day, Harris has never touched drugs, nor been drunk, or even buzzed from alcohol. He receives a lot of respect and approval from his peers. Sometimes he does receive disapproval, but he's always felt that he's making the right decision. Harris accepts those who do choose to drink alcohol, because that is their choice and their life. They're not influenced by the same past, present, and future that he is. All he hopes in return is that they accept him for who he is. Super Eco returned to his desk and sat down quietly. Judge Eco shuffled through the papers in front of him, pondering a verdict. Super Eco sat there, complacently waiting for the decision. Judge Eco cleared his throat and spoke. I have considered both arguments in depth and reached a verdict. Though this was a long and laborious case, I commend both of you on your efforts. My decision is for the defense. A mumbled, big surprise came from the prosecutor, it. Judge Eco walked over to a part of the glistening membrane marked Decision Sender. Judge Eco grabbed the appropriate terminal branches and joined it to the receiving dendrite of another neuron. The synapse sparked and sent the impulse on its way to its respective destination. He sighed a breath of relief. He was glad the case was over with. It had turned out exceptionally long, a total of ninety-fourths of one second. Georgico was exhausted. He stood there and tried to decide if he should pour himself a stiff drink. Or maybe not. Back in the real world, Harris looked at the beer being handed to him, then looked his friend in the eye and said, No thanks. His friend looked at him curiously and asked, Do you drink? Harris replied, No. His friend inquired why. Harris breathed in deeply, smiled, and said, 